This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell. Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broadus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, uh, Monday through Friday. And we are joined by the most popular guest request on this show. And I, I, for the love of God, I can't figure out why. Uh, it's Fox Sports' own television superstar, Mr. Hollywood, David Hellman. What's up, Dave? People always say Hollywood, but like LA is a big city. I don't even know if I've been to Hollywood in the whole time I've been out here, but it's wonderful to hear y'all's voices. Thanks for having me on. It's just fun to call you Hollywood Hellman. I just think it works. Like it flows with your I know. Name. I know. I, I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, it's it's fine. Whatever. Call me whatever you want. Well, uh, I know, Brian, you were on the pre and post game show yesterday. Uh, I was uh, in L.A. I was at SoFi or actually it's technically Inglewood. I was in Inglewood at SoFi, uh, as was David Hellman. He was up there in the press box hanging out. Um, Brian, your your initial takeaway uh, from this game. And then, uh, Dave, I, I want to hear what your thoughts were coming out of this one. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing the fact that um, the Rams look the way that they do. 
you know, and, and I really, I'm one of those guys that, uh, you know, on this show was feeling like the desperate team theory would, you know, it would help them in this particular game. But, you know, when the Cowboys find a way to have a hundred yards passing, make up the game really in the running game, but play just tremendous defense. And that's, that's been the calling card and that's been the recipe. And, and Dave will appreciate this. Uh, after week one, it was, when are you guys going to have the draft show? When are we going to start the draft show and all those things? And, you know, here we are with the, the, the Cowboys and the Eagles and a matchup coming up here Sunday night for the, the, the division lead. But it's been amazing, this, this defense, the way it has played, uh, the fact that they were able to hold the Rams and check the way they were, the pressure they put on. Uh, opposing offenses. Uh, it's it's really a it's a kind of an old school way of playing football, but it's been very effective with this quarterback playing for them. So uh, you know, good for them. Tip of the cap. I don't give uh, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn those guys uh, enough enough credit. Joe Philbin as well uh, for how they've been able to manage a very difficult situation for them. Dave. You know, the funny thing, and I got all of the same draft show tweets that you did, Brian, uh, back after the Bucks game. But the funny thing is, like, I was, I was right there with them. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you watch that game? And even though, like, the defense played pretty well against Tampa Bay, but even, even in light of that, like, how did you watch that game and think that this was anything but a lost season after Dak got hurt? Like, the Bucks ran for, like, 100-plus yards. They didn't score a ton of touchdowns, but they drove the field when they needed to. Like, the defense looked solid, but not amazing. So I, I was right there with everyone else. I was like, this team is so screwed. Uh, and the way that they have really responded to that is nothing short of amazing. And, and my big thing coming out of yesterday, I think everybody knew the pass rush was going to get after Matthew Stafford. I mean, the Rams have had a problem with that all year. The Bills did it. The Niners did it. Now the Cowboys have done it. That part wasn't surprising. What I thought was really impressive was the Rams hit them for a couple of, like, huge plays. Obviously, the 2-2 Atwell completion and then the Cooper Cup touchdown. You know, we haven't seen that so much during this win streak of, like, teams just completely gashing them for these 50, 60, 70-yard gains. And it still didn't matter. Um, because of how overall solid they were able to play and how much they were able to get after Stafford, force turnovers, get him on the ground. Uh, and then, I mean, I would I would say it was the worst day of offense since Cooper Rush took over overall. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought was really impressive, uh, the the Cooper the Cooper Cup score put the Rams up uh, ten to nine, I believe. Yep, and then. It took the Cowboys all of, what, three plays to retake the lead? I mean, they only trailed for 90 seconds. Obviously, the bulk of that credit goes to Tony Pollard and the offensive line, but the quickness and the efficiency with which they were able to answer, I thought was amazing. Because uh, typically, when you dominate the way that they were and don't take advantage of it, and then the Rams throw a haymaker like that, a lesser team could kind of get sideways when they face some adversity like that. The Cowboys just very calmly and coolly retook the lead in three plays. I thought that was really impressive. So, um, 
yeah, that that was the worst the offenses had played in this in this four game stretch. But at the same time, it was the best win of this four game stretch, in my opinion. David, do you think that this offensive staff has learned anything from having Cooper Rush as its quarterback the last four weeks that can apply to when Dak comes back? You know, likely against Detroit. I would like to think so. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if they're good coaches, like you're supposed to put your team in the best possible situation and you're supposed to learn from your successes and your failures, I would like to think so. And that's not to say, like, obviously, I, I think there's things Dak Prescott can do that Cooper Rush can't. I think you have more of the playbook available to you with Dak in the lineup. But I also think so many of the Cowboys' problems in the in the recent past on offense have come when Dak presses and tries to do too much. Like, and, and he said, he says that he says it, he said it all through the second half of last year where, you know, I, I got too greedy. I did this. I, you know, I, I pressed, I tried to force something that wasn't necessarily there. I think if anything, this has shown you that you don't need to do that. Uh, so I think, I mean, that's a lesson for Dak to learn. I think that's also a lesson for the coaching staff to learn. Um, so I, I would, I would like to think so. And then on top of that, the fact that, you know, even when he's ready to play, you have to assume he's not going to be operating at 100% capacity. So um, I think it would be a big mistake to try to try to do too much too soon um, because I'm sure that thumb's not going to be feeling all the way the way it's supposed to right away, you know? Dave, when you look at the way the Stephens played, and, and I mean, they were really, really good in the second half of last year. Um, they, they were one of the top defenses in the NFL in the second half of 2021. But a lot of it was it was still a finesse style of football, like like they kind of mirrored the offense in, in that, you know, it was all kind of like pin your ears back and rush, you know, gamble takeaways. That's not really the way the defense is winning this year. They're, they're more just on a snap by snap basis. Just It seems like dominating opponents. Um, and it's with a lot of the same personnel having you having been here last year, 2021, and then, you know, all through training camp, you're with the team. And then and now you've watched them go into the regular season. What to you is, is the difference there in terms of the way that the defense is seemingly leveled up? Do you, do you think there's a player that you look at and go like, okay, there it is. That guy playing at this level and doing this has has made this defense a game changer. Or do you think it's just everybody kind of coalescing, coming together and, and working on that chemistry for a second year? I think, I think all of that stuff can apply. Uh, I mean, like, I think you can find an example of everything you just talked about. Like, for one, I think you're seeing some leveling up. Like, I think Micah Parsons is a better player now than he was last year all the way around. I think a big one for me is Dorrance Armstrong. Um, like, he's, like, he's, I mean, he's, he's so much better than I gave him credit for. Um, <laughs> then you look at, uh, you look at a name that comes to mind is Malik Hooker. Like, everybody wants to talk about Donovan Wilson, and he's done that as well. But Malik Hooker is in year two coming off of his Achilles tear. Everybody in the world says that that's when you really start to feel like yourself again. And lo and behold, like, he's playing fantastic. He's making great hits. But on top of that, he's covering half the field and making, you know, sliding interceptions of Matthew Stafford. He wasn't doing stuff like that at this time last year. Uh, And then I think another part of it is what the talent on this defense enables everybody else to do. Like, not to take any credit away, but are Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong feasting the way that they are 
if Micah Parsons isn't scaring the hell out of everybody. Like, mm-hmm. if your offense isn't completely keyed on Parsons, are Armstrong and Lawrence wrecking games the way that they've seen? Is Micah Parsons as good at rushing the passer if Anthony Barr and Leighton Vander Esch aren't holding down the off-ball spots as well as they have been? I think that's a big part of it is you're not really giving a ton up at linebacker by asking Micah to rush as much as he has. Um, things like, like I, I think all of that stuff goes in tandem. The same thing for the interior line. Like, again, like, is the interior as successful if DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and guys like that aren't draw, drawing double teams? So, um, and then on, and then on top of that, the depth. I mean, you know, to, to be able to weather losing J. Ron Curse for three, four weeks, uh, stuff like that's really impressive. So I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, just having a having like three or four studs on this defense that are capable of wrecking a game plan, and then on top of that, everybody else kind of elevating their play to fill in around them. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Dave, do we owe this front office an apology for the thoughts that we had about them when the season started and then after the Tampa game? Um, yes. But also, no, I mean, like it, 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 we don't let put it this way. There are things we can apologize for. Like, again, we can apologize and say, OK, maybe there was more of a vision there than we thought. Maybe having Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler and Anthony Barr in totality is better than having Randy Gregory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the record, Randy Gregory's leading the NFL in pass rush success rate or was before he got hurt. So it's not as if that's a no brainer. But like you can sit there and say, OK. The vision for that was there. But I also, and I've done this enough times, like I'm not ready to just completely write the book on the Cowboys season in week six. Like that's not how this works. And I say that to say, what were some of the other things we killed the Cowboys for? Their receiver core, what they didn't do on the offensive line. Well, the Cowboys ran the ball really well yesterday, but the pass protection was a little iffy. And also... Part of the reason their passing game struggled so much was two gigantic drops because this is a thin receiver core. So, yes, I'm ready to admit that I was wrong about some things, but I'm also sitting here saying I'm not completely convinced that everything is all gravy here. I I think you are going to run into some opponents that can take advantage of your lack of depth on the offensive line, and you are certainly going to run into some opponents that can take your options in the passing game away. Uh, so a little, a little bit of both. Like I, I can admit that the Cowboys had better vision than I did on some things, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. 
but really I think, I think we're so happy and excited that things are working well with Cooper rush in there. And that's great, but it changes your expectations, right? Well, we're getting close to the time where Dak Prescott's going to be back in there at some point, And you're going to have the expectation that this is an offense that can score 27, 28, 30, at least on a somewhat consistent basis. And I'm not sure that they have the personnel to do that as consistently as they're going to need to. Now, it definitely helps that you have a defense that might make that irrelevant. But again, it's a long season and you're going to have to beat some good teams to get where you want to go. So I'm putting a pin in that for the time being. Okay, then I'll ask you this question, David. The Which has a better chance, offensive improvement or defensive uh, regression? Oh, I mean, and as long, I mean, I, I, I think health is the only thing that can really make this defense regress. Like, what's, what's going to change about being unblockable and, um, and having a secondary that can paper over some of those mistakes in the meantime? Um, and yeah, I mean, they're going to play some teams with good offensive lines, but I don't know. That, that stuff doesn't just disappear overnight, especially when you have versatile players like Micah Parsons, where, again, it's not like, well, what were we supposed to do? They had a really great right tackle. He took Micah out of the game. No, like Micah Parsons should be scheme-proof. Um, and, and they're not even really – I know, I mean, they, they got takeaways against the Rams, but they haven't really been generating takeaways at the level we got used to. So, uh, no, I, I worry way more about the offense. I apologize for that siren you all hear in the background. I mean, it's, it, it is Los Angeles. A lot of murder around there, David. I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a big, <laughs> dangerous city. <laughs> exactly. Last question for you here. Um, Dak Prescott, obviously, I think everybody agrees with, with, this team's better with Dak Prescott in the lineup. Dak back healthy and, and operating. I mean, it remains to be seen how he fits into this offense right now. We only got to see him for a single game, but – when he's back healthy, where do you think this team stacks up in the NFC right now? I mean, you have to say that the Bucks are better. That's just how that works. The Bucks kicked their ass when Dak was healthy. Um, and I'm like, you know, I wish, I really wish Dak was going to play against the Eagles. I guess, I guess it's possible, but I really, really doubt it. Um, I think, I think you have to give the nod to the Eagles right now, just because they're so complete. They just, you know, they, they they do not have as glaring of a weakness as the Cowboys do. I think the Cowboys rush the passer a little bit better, but the Eagles are just stronger across the board from one end to the other. So I'd say Tampa and Philly for sure. But really, like, I don't think, we'll put it this way, I don't think you can definitively put anybody else above them. I think you could make a case for Minnesota. You could make a case for San Francisco. Um, but I don't think you can say that definitively, I guess maybe, maybe I lean toward the Niners because of what they did to the Cowboys last year in the playoffs <laughs> sure, yeah. are mostly the same. Um, so yeah. All right. I'll, I'll say, I'll say Tampa and Philly definitively. And then I give a nod toward San Francisco, but really it, it's not a ton of other people other than that. You can catch uh, David Hellman no longer on uh, DallasCowboys.com. Instead, over on Fox Sports. And uh, every day on, uh, it's FS1, correct, David? Sure is. FS1, uh, it would be 
3.30 Central Time if you're over in that part of the country, and I appreciate it. 3.30 Central Time. Watch Dave uh, valiantly defend uh, all the correct takes about the Dallas Cowboys um, because it's tough out there on, on the national scene, and Dave's doing it. Uh, we love you, Davey. Thanks, man. I love you all. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate it.